Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Great guest. We got Robbie Dorman. Robbie Dorman of the Simpsons Show podcast. He also housed another amazing podcast called Handsome Boy, Handsome Boy's Comic Hour, which I did not listen to until after we had talked. So we don't, we don't talk about it too much on here. This episode, we got a great co-host, Nate Peavy, who's been on a bunch of times as a guest and a co-host. And uh, just a, a good pal. What a what a what a great trip down memory lane. I found the Simpson Show podcast online. I was on iTunes on my Apple TV one day and it just showed up and new and noteworthy. And I listened to this show, I listened to worst episode ever, I listened to Everything's Coming Up podcast. Like I I like Simpsons podcast cuz I'm fucking obsessed with the Simpsons. Still want a Simpsons tattoo. I've been thinking about it for years. And it was just so fun to have a couple of Simpsons geeks sitting around and talking about their favorite episodes. If you go to the Best Show Ever website, they're up to they're on season four, episode eighty one, as of September twenty seventh, which is the day this is being recorded. Uh, when we talked, they were about forty episodes back. They were at uh, Marge vs. the Monorail, I believe, or around that era. Uh, they have a section called the Best Episode Ever. So so far, from everything they watched as of this date. Number one is March vs. Monorail. Number two, Lisa the Substitute. Three, Black Widow. Black Widower. Four, I Married Marge. Five, Last Exit to Springfield. What do you think about those top five Simpsons episodes in this up to season four episode? Uh, then they even break it down by each season. But man, this is just a, such a fun show. Uh, a great episode to listen to. Make sure you check out The Simpsons Show. TheSimpsonsShow.com, on Facebook, just The Simpson Show, Twitter, at Simpson Show Pod, and follow Robbie on Twitter, at Mixmaster Serial, and check out his other podcast, Handsome Boys Comic Hour. Uh, big thanks to Robbie and Nate for coming on to this episode. I had a blast. And thank you to Robbie, because now I've learned I can steal an FXX account, and I have the FX app on my television. And I've been watching a classic Simpsons episode every night, and I've been watching some of the episodes kind of simultaneously with their show. So like sometimes I'll listen to an episode of their podcast about a Simpsons episode, and then I just really want to go back and watch it. God, if you are someone who never watched The Simpsons growing up, I really recommend it. Just start. I just fucking love it. It's such a great show. Anyway, a quick plug for the show. As always, Let's Chat is on the Misfits Network. Check them out on the MisfitsNetwork.com, on Twitter, at Misfits Podcast. Shoot uh, subscribe to the email. You can uh, communicate with me on Twitter, at Let's Chat Podcast. There's a Facebook page, and the email is Let's Chat Podcast at gmail.com. But really, if you want to do me a favor, it's really helpful if you want to leave a review on the old iTunes or Stitcher. That is, uh, that's very helpful. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please, I welcome feedback. I will be looking to book some guests in the near future, so let me know if you or someone you know is interested in coming on. Thanks again to Robbie and Nate, and let's get to it. Simpson, Homer Simpson, he's the greatest guy in history. From the out of Springfield, he's about to hit a chestnut tree. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Let us whisper in your ear and tell you something that you might like to hear. You're listening to Let's Chat.
Well, let me tell you, I found your show, um, is it The Simpsons Show? Yep, as simple as that. Okay, yeah, um, I had on, I don't even know if you actually know this person, but his name's Sean Colon, and he's a director of a documentary that's coming out about a Fat Wreck Records, and then we were just chatting about podcasts, and he's like naming all the Stitcher stuff, and then he told me to check out your show, The Simpsons Show, so I like jump on it, I was like, alright, and the first thing I see is, um, you guys are pretty far into it, but uh, it was uh, Marge vs. the Monorail, so I was like, alright, well, not a bad way to start with, that, that's like the Simpsons episode I always tell people to start with anyway, if you're going to start any of them, it's like, possibly one of their best episodes, it's hard, it's debatable, and then, yeah, uh, I, yeah. Yeah, it's, he, uh, I I know he's uh, been very good, he retweets us all the time on Twitter, I've been, I follow him on there, so, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that, and yes, that we Mars vs. Monorail is currently we rank the episodes as we are going through them, and uh, it is currently number one. You think it, it'll stay it there took, for the long haul? Uh, probably not, but I it's hard to not like acknowledge how good that episode is. It's a really good episode. Well, so let's start uh, at the, uh, the beginning though. Um, so like, can you maybe just tell people like what your show is and. So everyone listening, you have the wonderful podcast, The Simpsons Show, and maybe yeah, yeah, give a rundown uh, what it is. Yeah, sure. Um, I uh, like roughly a year ago, actually. Uh, I was just I listened to tons of podcasts, and I never really could. I was like, why aren't there like any big Simpsons podcasts? Like it seems like a thing that should exist, and I went looking for it, and there's there were a couple, but nothing that like it wasn't the show that I wanted. Like, if I was doing one, so I'm like, why don't I just do one? And we just go through the episodes. We start at the very beginning, uh, Simpsons uh, Roasting on an Open Fire, and now we are in the middle of season four. We just did Selma's Choice. Yeah, it was a good episode, um, too. I listened to that one. It, yeah, they, it's season four. <laughs> like, all of them, even, like, the ones that aren't the best are still really, really good. Yeah, um, I think that's where, like, probably, at least in my mind, most of the, like, most iconic ones come from. Yeah, it's it's like we're looking down the because in we just and we do one a week. We were doing two a week for a while, but uh, that's a lot of work. Um, but you know, we do we we kind of recap the episode, kind of including clips, uh, you know, the ones we think are the best, and then we do trivia segment. We do I, I comb the old alt.tv.simpsons news group that's still on Google from when the episode actually aired. And I bring up anything that was like topical at the time, which is actually, I found a lot, I find lots of interesting things that we would not know. Just you know, looking back, uh, we we ran we ranked the episodes, and we just kind of talk about that episode and general Simpsons stuff as well. You know, whatever is topical. You know, Harry Shearer, you know, not coming back, or there seems to be any Simpsons news every day or every week, something to talk about. Homer and Marge even. not getting uh, separating. Uh, oh yeah, that was <laughs> a little overblown, but you know that's what they have to do now to get you know hey, well, you're attention. In your twenty seventh, twenty sixth year. That's fine with me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have to, they have to, you know, try and spike viewers somehow. So now, uh, are you guys planning on doing the whole series like up to twenty six and seven or whatever ever ends? Yeah, I as far I mean, if we're at our current pace, an episode a week will take us about five years and counting. 
Uh, <laughs> we're, I don't know. We're, you know, we may go back to two week eventually, you know, when we feel like it, but, uh, obviously that'll make us go a little quicker, but I, yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of the long-term goal is to really kind of get an entire scope of the show. It's, I think that's kind of part of its, the touchstone of the show is that it's lasted so long. Now, do you guys, uh, are you like like me? Like, so me, like, I stop at, like, season, like, maybe 10, 11. But I, I do know there's people who love the ones that, like, the I like, they call it, like, the Golden Age of Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And there's people, but, you know, people, there's still people I know who watch it uh, up until, like, every Sunday. That's, like, what they've been doing for pretty much their entire life. Like, since I was, what, like, three? That show came out? I, it came out in 89. I was being yeah. in 84. I was born in 85. Yeah. yeah I so. was... It was... And, the, yeah, we we have a lot of our fans. Our, they are loyal, and they watch it still every single week. Uh, I, I definitely consider probably up to season 10, like, the best years, and maybe, like, four, four through eight as my favorite. Eight, season eight's my favorite season. Um, but I watched, I've pretty seen everything up through season 15, 16. And after that, I'm a little fuzzy. You know, I've seen some, not all. I don't watch it as it comes out. Um, and that's, I guess that's going to be kind of the appeal. I think that's going to probably what's going to keep me going as we get further on and past like the golden years is that, you know, I, they'll be new, at least, the ones that you know, aren't as revered. And there's still people who swear that there's no drop in quality. They're just as good. Yeah, I've heard that, too. I, and I also wonder if that's, like, a generational thing. Like, maybe if you started watching that. So if maybe if you were born in 1990 or at a year where The Simpsons, like, you started watching it in, like, 95, and you started with uh, the newer episodes of your introduction to it, and then the, the older ones were the ones you saw in syndication. Because I, I also feel like my love of the golden age is obviously tied to like nostalgia and like the family memory of watching it with my dad and my brother every single Sunday. Like th- that definitely comes into play. And then there uh, were, I don't, we all probably they were in syndic- at one point in my life, they were on syndication four times a day. So I would watch it from like five to six and then from like seven to nine or something like that. It would be on four times a day. It would just be Simpsons on every hour, every day. Around dinner time, we'd just watch The Simpsons over and over and over. It's <laughs> fucking great. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there was. Oh, sorry. Go oh, on. No, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, um, The Simpsons was just such like a marketing juggernaut back in the '90s that I feel like I don't know. Maybe people got a little burnt out or something like that. I mean, I personally do think there was a drop in quality. I kind of just, I kind of just petered out on the whole thing. But at the same time, it's easy to see how people would get that, get the whole nostalgia blinders thing. And because looking back, there was a lot of, you know, eat my shorts t-shirts and all that stuff. And it's all a bit eye rolling now. Oh, Bartmania? Yeah, exactly. No, it's, and I mean, that kind of level of merchandising was like, and we, I mean, we kind of just have discussed this from time to time on the show is that it was crazy at the time, but nowadays, like... There's merchandise for everything. If you like something in pop culture, you can get a Funko vinyl for it or a T-shirt or, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And I I think that the show has gone down. And I and I actually rewatching it, you kind of start seeing the things that 
what we all think about, like those prime Simpsons years, you kind of like you see what those things are. And you kind of start real if you go back and watch the newer ones, like post season 10, even like up through 14, 15, like and after that, you kind of see the things that you can kind of point at specific things that are different and that I like it just isn't as strong a show. And I there is nostalgia. I'm sure nostalgia has something to do with it, but I just can't shake the feeling that like the like you look at the newer seasons and like it has more licensed music, mm. more celebrity guests that just play themselves and aren't used in any kind of fun and creative way. Like yeah, compare that to like how Phil Hartman was used back in the day. Oh god. Or even <laughs> I mean talking oh. about March for Samara like Leonard Nimoy. Like, Leonard Nimoy was in two episodes, and they, he was amazing in both of them. And the Mr. It, Burns one, when he, uh... The X-Files, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I feel oh, yeah. love! <laughs> <laughs> that, one, in, of, one of my favorite visual gags from that uh, from the series is the, episode, the X-Files episode, where um, we've learned that Moe has a back... Uh, oh, yeah, has a killer whale in his face. Yeah, he has, like, a side job smuggling endangered species, and they're, like, <laughs> they're trying to transfer, like, a killer whale. And, like, Mulder sees him, he's like, turn around, guys! <laughs> it, it's, and, I mean, and there's, and it's a lot of small things, like, there's no, not as, like, the musical numbers aren't, if they're even there, aren't as, like, fun or creative. Like, you can think of all those great songs yeah, that, that The Simpsons I, yeah, used. It's, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what happened. I want to say, like... Well, I think Sam Simon Maybe. leaves pretty early, right? He, uh, he's oh, not there true. for the long haul. Yeah, I mean, people he's... come and go, and obviously that yeah, changes yeah. kind of the culture of the show. But, like, I almost feel like as the production value went up or something like that, like, there was something to that. It, I, I feel like the show maybe became became what it was always it was always parodying. And then they pl- started playing it a little safer, and I don't really know. It, it, it's... I, it like that's the thing like it's not something you can easily pinpoint it's not like i can just point it it's a lot of things kind of all coalesced and there's still it's still f- fine it's still not bad it's oh, yeah. true I it mean, is it is good I, it's it's funny but it, it's no. there's i mean there's a few episodes here and there where i'm going, uh, uh, i mean any show that lasts like 30 it's going to be 30 years at least they've renewed up to season 30 oh and my god how how many other shows have done that and may, even and survived like it's crazy yeah that's mind-blowing and like and it doesn't matter i don't think it matters what show if any any kind of sitcom type show should just can't last that long and main sustain a level of quality especially like i'm we're doing season four and it is just mind-blowing like episode after episode after episode the density of jokes the quality of the writing the care like even the character stuff and i think that's another thing like it's gotten further and further away from trying to maintain like these characters are they have like consistent behavior and that it's just like what's a joke and then let's give it to somebody and it doesn't necessarily really bit them like lisa or bart like hey they're a kid like i can think off the top of my head bart in a more recent like makes a joke about graduate students and i'm like 
why, why? I mean, he's 10. I don't think Bart would be the one, but it's just a joke they wrote, and they're like, okay, let's have Bart say it. Right. Yeah, I almost feel like I sort of want to be charitable to the Simpsons and just say, like, yeah, keep it rolling, just because at this point I feel like it's less the, like, original... it. It's less the original idea of, like, this continuous cartoon series and more, like, Saturday Night Live or something like that, where it's, like, there are these characters that you recognize, they say jokes, and, like, as long as you kind of keep it in that mold or, like, keep that mindset for it, like, they're bound to have a good season again in the same way that SNL had crappy years. Like, it's because everything changes so often. Like, they're, it's it's such an institution at this point that, like, they're bound to just start doing something right again eventually. Yeah, my co-host, uh, Matt, actually has been, like, sh- like just running through the entire show because he's a lunatic and just <laughs> always has stuff running in the background. But so he and he is he actually said, like, postseason 20, it picks up again, like it gets better from those like the teens. And I've, I've heard that, I, too. Yeah. And I and I've and some of the ones I've watched, like you can you can see the effort there. Like they are really going for it. They're trying things. And now, and now they're kind of going for where Futurama kind of was, where they could do anything like they, cause they're, you know, they had the family guy crossover and the Futurama crossover and they yeah. had Kodos and Kang show up in a non Halloween episode. They kind of want to push it towards where there's no rules. Like, you know, and I guess that's what they have to do just to not, to have something to have new things to write episodes about right well can we uh can we talk about season four for a second because sure um season four specifically because your show is on it right now but i'm I'm just looking at my phone right now uh of your of the episodes and so i feel like the simpsons is one of those shows where there's like certain episodes are just classic episodes that everyone loves i had no idea that homer's triple bypass Mr. Plow, Marge vs. the Monorail, Selma's Choice, Marge Gets a Job, Ishi and Scratchy, the movie, you know, the list goes on, A Streetcar Named Marge, they're all, like, next to each other. Yeah, and, like, and coming up, we have I Love Lisa, which is the Ralph, you know, be, will you be, be, be my Valentine, and <laughs> I choose, I choose, 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 yeah, choose, yep. choose, choose Every you. Valentine card I've ever given out, or, yeah, like, that's... <laughs> But I yeah, just, the, to, just to think of this, like, or the part really... where Nelson uh, hospitalizes uh, Milhouse, <laughs> <laughs> just like the little finger tap and the eyebrow lift that Milhouse does before oh, that is God. like, <laughs> poor Milhouse. Poor... He I... can't hear what you're... He, his, his ears are full of blood. <laughs> I think it's what he can't hear what you're saying. His ears I... are full of blood. <laughs> oh God. I mean, I I think it's a popular opinion to say like Conan. I I mean, I really think Conan was my favorite writer, but I love. I love that era of Simpsons writers' room and like. I, did you ever read the book, the un, the oral history of the Simpsons by Dan uh, Overtees? It's amazing. I I have read uh, like several unofficial histories. I'm not sure if I've read that one. Uh, it's really I'm trying great. to. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll track it down. And make sure I'll see if I I have a few on my bookshelf. I haven't. I have, uh, that's not really me. It's got like the chalk writing on the book. Uh, uh, the okay. chalkboard is the cover. Uh, but it's right. really, but it was just interesting to think of like the way they talk about it in the book is like this show is making millions of millions of dollars at this time like say season four era and the writers are in this the shitty 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 room and, like they got treated very poorly by fox <laughs> like 
It's yeah, just so it funny. Just, I mean, it is Fox. Uh, yeah. and they, well, they make fun of Fox so hard, it's great. Yeah, uh, in like Last Exit of Springfield, which is, you know the dental dental plan. Lisa the union, needs braces. Dental Lisa plan. Needs braces. Right, like we all. This is part of like the lexicon to like a certain generation of Simpsons nerds. There's there's plenty of us out there. Yeah, and it's and every week we are like going like, what's the next episode? What's what are we doing next week? And we're like, wow, that's a great episode. And and like we're. It's just it's, and even you go to season five and season six and season seven and season eight, and it's just all the way up through those seasons. Every episode, you're like, "Wow, I can't believe all of these were all together in one run." Yeah, like so, like if it so, like in whatever year '94 is like, I watched Marge vs. the Monorail, and then the next week I would watch Selma's Choice. What the hell, man? Those are two of the most like. Two of the best episodes, I can't say the best, two incredible episodes for two different reasons, because Selma's Choice, not watching it as an adult, I really relate to that way, way more. Like, that's a heavy, heavy, heavy episode. And they take such a non-main character, they take Marge's sister, and then uh, a rotating character like Troy McClure, and then we get to learn about his life, and and there's a Muppets jab, which everyone loves. What's the, what's a Muppet? <laughs> Well, it's oh, it's not, not quite a, mop. a puppet. No, not quite a mop. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, and and coming back like I've rewatched. I mean, I have the DVDs like one through ten, and I every time I'm the internet goes down in my house, you know, habitually I will just pop them on, and just let them run, and coming back and like looking at these more analytically for this podcast, like it's, it is different. You know, like I, especially those heavier episodes, especially like the more emotional episodes. Like I don't think I got them as much as I, you know, I didn't get them as like I didn't get everything when I was a kid. You know, stuff was going over my head. And nowadays, you like you watch Selma's Choice, you watch um, like Lisa's Substitute, oh, you watch Homer's Triple Bypass, like those really like heavy, sad that, episodes. What season's like, Homer's Bypass? Is that four? Yeah, Homer's Triple Bypass is season four. And that's, I mean, is that the last scene where, like, he sits in the chair with uh, Larry King listening to the Bible? No, no, that is that is one oh. fish, two fish, blow fish, okay. blue fish. Yeah. Which is season two. I mean, that's a which heavy is also, episode. Which is another heavy one where it's just like, oh, yeah, Homer's not dead. That's the thing. Like, it did these crazy things. Like, you know, where you think Homer is going to die. Like, and... And I don't. I know Homer's not gonna die, but it, the fact that like it can even push push your buttons, even you, and like sus- you can suspend your disbelief and like really buy in. Oh no, Homer's in trouble. And he had to say goodbye to his wife and his kids. Like I, I didn't. You know, I was a kid when I saw it. And I was like, this is sad. But now, like, I don't have any children. But if I had to like go to bed, no, thinking this is the last time I'd ever say goodbye to my wife, like I'm even tearing up just thinking about that. I was like, how the fuck did they slip that into a cartoon? Yeah, that's it's really amazing, and I I think that's why so many people like. I think that's why it's remembered as because there's a lot of funny shows, but the fact that it was able to like weave in that character stuff and do like that the one fish two fish blowfish bluefish episode, like yeah he he's sitting in that chair listening to Larry King read the Bible, and Marge wakes up and he's not sleeping next to her in the morning. And then, oh, she discovers he's alive, and he swears, oh, from now on, I'm going to live every day like it's my last. And then the end credits are just 
a rolling over him sitting on the couch eating uh, pork rinds. Like <laughs> he hasn't changed a bit. It's the same. I mean, that's I, like it, that uh, that fun money that John Apatow movie. He made funny people. It's like you go through a life changing experience and you learn nothing. Except the Simpsons did it like 15 years earlier. Yeah, yeah. There's and yeah, you can see a lot of. Things that the Simpsons, yeah, like the South Park episode, Simpsons did it. And yeah. like, yes, the Simpsons did it. The Simpsons did everything. They rip off themselves. Like, they have to. Like, they they, they did. And uh, what's yeah, one I thing? Mean, after, I, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead, Nate. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, even before, like, obviously there's a joke there to be made about after 25 years, of course, they've done everything. But I mean, I think even relatively early on, they're like, you can see those, those, kind of tendrils reaching out into just absolutely everything in pop culture even now like i don't think there's a single thing that doesn't have like some simpsons fingerprints on it oh i couldn't agree more and and even if it's term of just influence or like someone who worked in those core simpsons years went on to do everything i've ever loved i mean like absolutely or you can even see like like this there's a really modern trend of cartoons like Adventure Time or stuff like that that are just like very, very high quality cartoons and even if they don't, even if they haven't borrowed any jokes from The Simpsons or plot lines or whatever, like, there's still kind of that early that early blood of like giving cartoons permission to do what they did or even just giving like syndicated television permission to be funny and then sad and then bounce all over the map like that. I mean, yeah, from what I read, it was, like, James L. Brooks and Sam Simon who came in uh, that really wanted to make it, like, uh, the animated version of, like, Taxi, because they both have worked on, worked on Taxi, and that was, and uh, the whole book is really about how Matt Groening gets more credit than he deserves, which he openly admits, but I, I love Matt Groening, I'll never fault him, because uh, I also love Futurama, which he did. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, Futurama was was great as well. Yeah, and that, talk about a show that could uh, make you cry a few episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and then you can see. I mean, Futurama never would existed without The Simpsons. But I, like, it, it really was kind of. It still is like I don't. I can't think of any. It it's my favorite show, of all time, and I can't think of any other show, that did as much as it did. Oh, that that could that could and it legit and like Nate was meant, like Nate was saying about Adventure Time like it legitimate legitimate I can't let me legitimate I can't I cannot talk legitimate uh, but you guys know what I'm saying right Someone, yeah yeah I do that all the time don't worry, time, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it made cartoons legitimate there we go uh, and and as and I think I. That's part of the reason, like, oh, there's a lot of people, like, we do a listener question every week, and we ask one week, like, how would you end the show? And Ooh. there was a lot of people who said, I would have ended it ten years ago. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I understand, but I, there's a part of me that wants the show to last forever. Well, how would you end the show? I'm just curious, like, last scene, like... I mean, I... Again, I... I, I had, I, I had, I think I had brought up some concoction, either a being a two part, a two parter or a movie. Like, I think uh, you'd have to end it with something bigger, like, and I, some kind of plot with Mr. Burns and Sideshow Bob teaming up and then the family defeating them somehow. 
Like, and but I think the very last part would probably be them on the couch and like making a joke about television. Yes. Oh, I, I actually, I didn't even think of this until you said it, and then I immediately knew. You got to do the ending to uh, Saint Elsewhere, where the kids looking in the snow globe. Yeah, I was thinking that too, and all, uh, and it's all taking place in someone's mind. Yep. That might ruin there's, it, though. There's and there's some people who say like it should start with them going to the Christmas pageant that is in the first episode. Like oh, it yeah. just ha- just make it a giant loop, which what? is not a bad idea. Uh, I think one of the Simpsons. Uh, producer was it al gene maybe he said that I yeah, I think, yeah i believe that would be yeah he, he he floated that but uh i like if there's any thesis from like the show considering how much it did it's hard to just say oh this is what the show is but like just re-watching this you know the, the early years and seeing what everything they're doing it's more like they really are showing like television specifically but also just fiction like this is like here. Let us poke holes in every fiction, in all fiction. Like, look at how ridiculous this is. Like, look at the, it, like they show you the constructs of a television show, and they're not afraid to like break the fourth wall with them or wink at the camera from time to time and, and show you those things. And I think that you have to, if you're going to end the show, you have to kind of then put and have a nod to that at least. Absolutely. I mean, um, I mean, thinking about it, just like I'm sort of like I said earlier, I'm sort of okay with it as as like a TV show that never stops because it's always been so like meta and so winking at the camera that you can just sort of say like, well, TV never stops. You know, there's always going to be TV. So there's always going to be the Simpsons here to like make fun of it. I don't know if they could do what Futurama did and have like. The way they ended Futurama is, like, they could still re-enter that story, that world at any point. Because, like, I'm sure we all saw the ending, right? With Fry and Leela go into the tube back with the professor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. God, it got me. But, yeah, so, like, that, <laughs> that that could at least continue on into, like, a comic, bu- comic book. Like, I wonder if The Simpsons ever ended, if it would just still stay in. in... I, just, I feel like it's the show where it's just such a moneymaker and the creativity behind it where they could at least keep it as a comic book or uh movies like i feel it could really just be around it could be like the next like charlie brown and just exist in every medium like from comic strip to like animation to movies to 3d to live action yeah i i i don't we kind of talked about this recently just because harry it looked like harry shear was gonna leave yeah that was interesting he's he's re-signed he's re-signed but you know like it looked like oh well they're gonna have to recast like a dozen voices at least. Uh, and we kind of talked about like, it's like it, that is like that a nail in the coffin. Like, is it going to be the beginning of the end? And, but now he's resigned it. And I think that I don't know if even that would end the show. No, you could like, recast voice actors, which I know it sounds shitty, but you, you really can. Yeah. And that's, I, that's my, that was my argument. I'm like, a lot of Muppets. people are like, Jim Henson's yeah, exactly. been dead for how long? And there's been a number of Kermits and so-and-so's. Yeah, and I mean, if the show, I mean, as long as, and the rating, it's just, it's television. It's going to last as long as television lasts. I mean, ratings go down and down and down. Like every year, you get an AV article, AV Club article about this is the lowest rated Simpsons ever. I'm like, well, that's, it's only going to go down because less and less people are watching TV. Well, people aren't Uh, watching TV the way they used to watch TV. 
No, and we stream. Yeah, exactly. And I, as long as there's television, I don't. Even if it becomes like a loss leader for the merchandise and for their licensing and stuff, like I think they would, they would still keep doing it just because it can. They can create so much merchandise about it and create so much. Like we went to, you know, I, I we both live in Florida, in central, in Orlando, and we went to the Universal area. And it's ridiculous. I can't imagine how much money it rakes. Just that little thing rakes in. You have no in. idea how bad I want to go to that. It's really <laughs> awesome. It's really good. I wish the entire park was that, but they pack a lot of detail in that like little Springfield area. It's really awesome. The interesting thing about Springfield is that there is actually no consistency. So like the Quickie Mart can be next to the school in one episode, and the next episode there's there's you know there's nothing's ever where it's supposed to be. So there's no actual accurate map of Springfield, but that would be my dream is to go to like a Springfield and then there'd have to be a little section for Shelbyville. Like I want to relive that episode with the lemon tree. <laughs> yeah. They, unfortunately there's no Shelbyville in universal. <laughs> Stupid. Like they do a Fox. <laughs> <laughs> they do have, they do have Duff brewery. They have a, Oh, well it's like, they have tons of like statues and stuff. And it's really, I kind of just wanted to hang out there all day. I you never... know, one of the like socially, I feel like I I'm th- I was thinking about this. Um, well, there's a different podcast I listen to called Everything Is Coming Up Millhouse. It's also a Simpsons podcast that I found with uh with uh Ali Ali Gertz, right? Yeah, and Julia yeah, yeah, Prescott. Yes, yeah, yeah, Ali's been on our show a couple times. Uh, no fucking way. Yeah, yeah, early on a few episodes. Wait, I'm I'm hoping to get her back soon. It's you know she's she's very busy. Um, but yeah, they, they, that is a good show. I would also recommend it's a, a, a great uh, Simpsons podcast. Because um, I only know about I now know about yours, which I love, and I like everything's coming up podcast. And then uh, worst episode ever I listened to as well, which was really good. Because sometimes I just want to listen to people talk about the Simpsons. Yeah, and uh, those are like those are the the, the there's uh, let's say, there's, there's a whole bunch of them. Like if I I don't know what we when we started it apparently like it started a. We got featured on iTunes, everyone, and like, oh, yeah, The Simpsons. Yeah, I think I saw yours on iTunes a while back. Maybe that's how I first saw it, because I, I remember seeing it once, having it, and then losing my phone, and then losing all the podcasts I downloaded. Yeah, we were, we, I don't, we stumbled into getting featured on iTunes. I don't know how you, do, <laughs> I can't, I don't know how you do that, because looking at what people tell you to do, we didn't do any of those things. Oh, and iTunes we, is a uh, fucking mystery. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, it, it's like the Twilight Zone. It really uh, is. You, and you just sacrifice a chicken. That's all it takes. <laughs> you know, and like it will tell you like your most popular episode on iTunes, and then you can look at your numbers, and it's completely not proportionate. You're like, yeah, what? I I can't explain it, but it we kind of got featured, and it kind of gave us enough base that we could just go. And now there's a, and there's a whole those are, ours are probably the, the the biggest, but there's I think. There's a podcast called Jerks from Tower One, which has been around for a while, actually. Um, uh, there's I'm trying to think outside my head. There's a, there's a if you search Simpsons, you'll see like four or five others that are starting up and doing various takes on it. I also like uh, that's what the movement of podcasting that is a big thing in podcasting now too. Like podcasting's huge, it's bigger than ever, and then now uh, there's a lot of people taking TV shows and breaking it down, which 
I, I think it's the most fun part of fandom, you know, just getting to connect and being like, oh, we all like this stuff. And like, I mean, I'm 30 and if I see a Simpsons thing, I still want to buy it and sometimes do. Yeah, exactly. Nostalgia casts. That's this that is the, that's certainly what we are. Uh, like I and like I kind of just wanted to talk about every episode and I was like, well, if I start a podcast about it, I have to. How did you just get your co-host to... involved? Uh, well, I was friends with him already, and he's a huge Simpsons fan. Like, he, like, it was always, like, inevitably, we'd be hanging out, like, you know, just whatever, and I would, he'd be the one that gets the Simpsons reference. So I'd always, like, I know he, I could rely on him. And, like, he's a huge encyclopedia of Simpsons trivia, and, not, and so I'm like, well, if I'm gonna have anybody be a, you know, and he has... I guess it, he's also dumb enough to, like, do this for years on end with me. So <laughs> he was, yeah, he's, you know, and it helps that, you know, we were, we were friends before. So that's the, the, the easiest way to, you can rope a friend into doing something that a stranger definitely wouldn't. That's how Nate got here. Me and Nate. And then, <laughs> yep, grandfathered in. Yeah, I was like, hey, come uh, come co-host tonight. So, do you, I mean, it's such a silly question, favorite episodes. But like, what episodes do you think stand out? To you, uh, I don't know. It's too. It's too big. It's just too big. Oh, I know what I was gonna say before. Uh, I okay. was thinking socially. I think Roseanne and The Simpsons were the first time I ever saw gay characters on TV. Yeah, that's we, and that's the thing. Like a lot of people talk about that John Waters episode, where you know the where Homer suddenly displays like gay panic. Oh, it's so great! It's a great episode. I, it's a very good episode, but. Up like we just every time I I see up like as we've been going like in uh, Homer and Delilah he uh, was it Harvey Firest Harvey Firestein Firestein I never know how to say his last name but he plays a gay guy and they kiss and Homer is pretty cool with it like he's not like he doesn't like freak out or anything what's what episode, I, what season's that season two that's the one where homer gets uh he finds hair tonic that gives him hair and he suddenly becomes successful yeah yeah and he gets he gets a assistant who is uh they never like specifically tell you that he's gay but it's like context clues he's it's pretty clear he's a gay guy and he at the end of the episode he kisses homer like on the mouth and it's just he's like and he's just kind of they're just showing like closeness and homer is fine with it and there's tons of stuff like that in the show and it's really progressive like way more progressive like thinking about like you mentioned roseanne and like that's and it's similar to roseanne in a lot of ways like it's both like especially early on simpsons went away with it later on like but it's very blue collar it's very like marge you see marge like we can't afford this like working doing the checkbook and stuff Oh yeah, absolutely. And like, go ahead. Oh no, you're go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I love doing this Skype. I know. <laughs> uh, jump, jump back and forth. Uh, it and like that's the thing. Like, I think uh, Married with Children also kind of did that, where it's like the family that's not they're kind of poor or you know or middle class, lower middle class. I believe Lisa even talks about that upper lower middle class family, but. Like, 
you they those shows you didn't see that really portrayed on television very often it's usually like families that were could you know had gigantic houses and didn't struggle with money and the simpsons did and they had you know gay characters and like it's very they were doing things years ahead of what you know what you know what a live action show did like you wouldn't see that like, anything near the stuff they were doing until you know much later on aside from you know the those couple shows that were actually on at the same time i forget that married and children were on at the same time yeah it's they were actually batting battling it out like every week we kind of go over the ratings and Simpsons was usually number one show on Fox, but Married with Children did beat him out from time to time. Never watched that one. I I don't know. I don't. I probably wasn't allowed to watch it. It, it <laughs> doesn't hold up very well. It's I, it's I don't know. It's a cultural like oddity. It's like very much of that time period of that. It's like that raunchy. It is that raunchy Fox comedy, although it's not compared to what's on TV today. It's not really that bad. So it's what, a funny thing though, because um. I never really thought of it until you mentioned it just now that, uh, you know, Roseanne and Married with Children were all doing the same thing. I wonder, like, what was, I don't know, in the in the water at the time that was making, that resulted in these, like, three Fox shows that were all doing the whole, like, they're very progressive. It's like they're portraying, you know, lower class families. And, like, they were all kind of touching on the same thing. And I'm just what? like... I'm wondering what was happening at the time that made that that happen. Well, well, it's I think Roseanne was on ABC actually, but I'm not sure. I don't quote don't quote me on that. But uh, I actually have I have no idea what it was on. It it was uh, but I think it was ABC. I'm not sure, but uh, I, right, I I mean like well, it's like the early '90s. I think like I I think it was kind of we had the Reagan as president for you know eight years, and then we had Bush Senior. And I think it was kind of a lot of, like, counterculture to that, where, you know, it, it was kind of showing you, like, because, I mean, famously, Simpsons feuded with Bush Sr. And Oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. And, and like, we, and it happened very early on, and they even, and there's a certain episode, I forget which episode it was, but they, they rushed out early animation, like a, a couch gag animation to air. And it only aired live. You can find it on YouTube, I think. But it it was when Bush Sr. referenced, like, we need more families like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons. And they rushed animation for, like, they had, like, two weeks. And they rushed it, at, rushed it through. And it was a couch gag. And it ended with them watching television. And Bush is on TV and has... Bart is like, yeah, we're we're just like the Waltons. We're struggling with a depression too, and the, I think that, that Roseanne and Mary with Children, Mary with Children, I don't think was as like had any social commentary as much. It was very much more like, you know, have you know a uh, a wife that's always wants to have sex for some reason, and the, the husband doesn't. Like that's it was such a strange thing, but definitely Roseanne and The Simpsons were both like I think kind of counterculture and i think that's another thing you point out where uh, why the simpsons aren't as quote-unquote good in the later years is they became part of the culture they weren't counterculture anymore they weren't like fighting against the system they were part of the system 
I don't know. No, I, 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 I was just letting that sink in. I think that's, uh, I think you're actually, that's all, that's, I think that I agree with everything you just said there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's, and that's, a, and like, that's, but it's so, like, ethereal. You can't really, like, point at any one thing and say, hey, that's, that's what that means, but it's kind of, kind of surrounded the show where, like, like, uh, you were talking about your favorite episode, and my favorite episode, I, I think I can pinpoint it. I, I might change my mind, actually, as we watch, but Homer's Enemy, which is season eight. Frank Grimes? Frank Grimes. Grimey. Oh, that, that's an interesting episode because it's the first time it's like someone from the outside views Homer. Yes, exactly. It kind of break, breaks the show a little. It's it does. Kind of, Cause yeah. It's, I, I think of like the show The Office. It's very funny. But if you're in it, it's not funny. And so that's Homer Simpson's hilarious unless he's your coworker, and he's yeah, in charge of your nuclear power plant. Yeah, and that's and that's and like that season eight and season nine or no season seven and season eight were uh, run by Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. Or Weinstein. And Weinstein. some, not me, but there are people who would, would kind of cite. Uh, that's when the show goes downhill because that Simpsons fans were the worst because we all feel differently. Yeah, but I don't well, think I like season eight a lot. I like what no, Bill and Josh did a lot. No, I I those are my favorite. I think part of it is because that is exactly when I was like fourteen years old and yeah. I was starting to understand like the adult jokes. Like I understood more than just the simple story stuff. I understood like the references. But a part of it is I like the fact that. Even from the beginning, the show is very metatextual and kind of exploring pop culture and television and even fiction. But in season seven and season eight, they're just like, oh, yeah, whatever, we'll just do a crazy episode where like a person from the real real world shows up, basically, and he dies. <laughs> he, he gets killed. And and they like they've even said like we didn't think the show would go on much longer we're like seven and eight seasons like most shows don't last longer than that so we'll just no. you know do do weird reality breaking stuff and it won't matter like the show's not gonna last much longer homer goes to space yeah deep space homer <laughs> the so inanimate good. rod they have the parade for actually that's the, isn't that the one where they i think they call out um they call out married with children in that one and they mentioned blue collar jokes, and then it cuts to some to you know. Now let's have sex. No, he flushes no the bag, toilet. and then just reaches over and flushes the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm having all and these that's... memories flash flash back to me now that we're talking about. It. I don't have um, FXX, the app, so I don't have all those episodes available to me, and I'm very mad. I have uh, I've stolen my parents' uh, code. So I that's... could do that because my in-laws have XX. So I should. It, yes, yes. If you, I, both me and my uh, co-host use it, so you can definitely double up on it. I don't think they even it's, know how to use it. So what, how if do you I... go online and sign up for whatever service they have, whatever their online portal is, go to that. Go to that. Sign up for that using whatever email address you want. Set up an account, and then FXX will ask for that. When you go to their web portal I'm or use their app, their FXX account and not tell them. Well, they won't care. I steal their HBO Go, so they're awesome. Yeah, and, it's, and it should be the same thing. Like, oh God! I if use... I have every episode of The Simpsons onto my Apple TV, guys, you're never gonna see me again. Yeah, it's really it's 
it's crashed a couple times for me, but honestly, it's generally pretty interesting. Like they're and they're adding more and more functions to it, like as they go. Like apparently, they're supposed to eventually add all the commentary to it, oh, and God. add a lot of stuff. So it, and what, it looks really, it's really cool. That's why I would buy the DVDs, is because their commentary, they would throw in deleted scenes. Like Matt Groening makes their DVDs worth purchasing. And I they they had there's a big kerfuffle about they're not doing the DVDs anymore like after yeah, I season. Know. I, but they think they're all it's all gonna go on that on well, that now app. Now I because uh, like people like you and I are like now I can't own every DVD of The Simpsons ever made. <laughs> yeah, I, I have through season ten, and I think um if it when and if it ends, I'd probably buy like an entire collection thing. Yeah, I say I will, but I never. I haven't done that in a while. Like I said, I was gonna do that with Breaking Bad and the and I did it with The Wire, but then I never watched it. I was like, yeah. And if I do watch it, I watch it on HBO Go, and I don't know. Yeah, and I mean everything's on streaming nowadays, so it's you don't necessarily feel like you have to own. Yeah, I'm not. I feel like things. I feel like there's no like. You don't get that visceral satisfaction of owner of like ownership the way you do with a book versus with an ebook. It's because it's like just a box of DVDs. There's nothing to really hold in your hands. It doesn't matter. That's true. So honestly, like all things being equal, I'd rather just stream it. And I, I do buy books. Actually, I will. I'm this. I am that way about book. I don't. I absolutely. It, it just feels good to turn the pages. But like, I don't know what it's it a is. DVD. Just, yeah. You put it on your TV anyway. Yeah. So, it's. No, go ahead. Oh no no yours is way probably more important. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I was just gonna say like I am a person that usually buys a lot of things books digitally for the most part unless it's like a nice hardcover giant thing like an art object almost but I just don't have room in my house but uh, I think for I make an exce- I generally make an exception for The Simpsons and yeah I probably fair. I probably will get. Like, just to look at it. I might not ever pop in a disc, but I would just stare at it on my shelf and feel, like, warm, fuzzy things. <laughs> just knowing I have it, and it's there. So, like, um, what, for this, for both of you guys, what, uh, what, in your daily life, what Simpsons quotes do you often drop? Uh, Nike Spoonie. No question. Don't even I've have seen to think about it. have played Spoonie before. <laughs> yep. I it's uh, generally it's uh, S S M R T. I am so smart. I am so smart. <laughs> I it's still... all the, every day. <laughs> like I do something stupid. I'm like I'm S S M R T. I'm so I am so smart. I know for a fact I can never get out of a park my car without going. Remember we parked in the itchy lot. <laughs> yeah. It's... And then, I, and then uh, anytime anywhere I start a new job and we're doing something about. Um, dental plan i'll be like lisa needs braces and then everyone looks at me weird and you're like just you're scouring the room for that one person who gets the reference and be like you'll be my you'll be my new friend (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's the kind of it's like it is it's like a secret language that everyone like if you it's kind of like hey you're meeting somebody you like throw out a simpsons reference and do they understand my 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 brother aaron and my good friend ryan uh, I feel like we just talk. It's mostly Simpsons, Seinfeld, and the rest of development and Futurama for the most part. Like, we don't actually have a conversation. We just talk about the same episode for the last 15 years on a different level. Like, it's insane. Like, oh, I, 
Yeah, it's just this weird connection. Um, I, I like the Simpson trivia part of your show. How do you get that? Um, well, our listeners do submit a lot of questions to us. Some of them have given us like uh, there's a couple. Uh, one person in particular who uh, does Simpsons, Simpsons trivia night at uh, at their restaurant. And so she has sent us an old page, pages and pages of trivia that she has accumulated. But a lot of it, we, like the questions we do for each other, I we come off right at the top of our heads generally. Like we just – we try and try and center a theme like about any questions about Phil Hartman characters or about Bart or about you know animals in The Simpsons or any, you know whatever. There's, there's a lot of ground to cover and you know, we just kind of – throw them at each other it, and it, I, it's kind of like a, a thing in the, the Simpsons in particular just because there's so much minutia over the years like the, like the sign gags like it's a, like they're the fa- they're famous for having sign gags in an era when like it was VCRs were just like coming into popularity and people were like freeze framing like you go back in those old news groups and people like are listing just they they were taping the episodes live, rewatching them. I don't know how many times, and listing every single sign gag, every like little tiny reference in the. There's one dude who would look at find every just car, every car in the show, every episode, and just say that's what that car is based on. Here's a real car that looks like that. Wow. Yeah, it's just it, like crazy it, how how people how dedicated people get to this stuff. I've been following some of um, the X Files files. And um, is I mean, that the, uh, the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kumail uh, Anjani. Yeah. yeah. And he's been doing a lot of the same thing, just following, like, you know, Altavista groups and stuff. And there are people who do the exact same thing. They'll just list the model, year, and make of every car that drives by, or they'll talk about, like, anytime a gun shows up, they'll, talk, they'll, they'll break down exactly what it was and what, like, year it was from. Wow. Did you see that Kumail Absolutely. is going to be on an episode of the reboot of X Files? No. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. He was. There was a picture of him and uh, David Duchovny, Gillian Anderson. Oh man. Yeah. He, I, I love. He couldn't. Kumail. He he couldn't have looked happier. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big fan of his. I really I really like him, and I love Silicon Valley. And I mean, talk about Simpsons. Like Mike Judge. I know he's king of the hill, but uh, Greg Daniels. Like it all. If you just take. The Simpsons, like, writer's room for the first, like, ten years, every one of those people went on to do something that, like, from, like, Parks and Rec to The Office, well, that's all Greg Daniels again, but, you know, there's always, they, 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 they just trickle down everywhere. It's great. I, 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 oh, I think it's wonderful. No, I, I mean, but you, there's, I, like, that's, that's why they were so good. Like, it was, all these people, like, the most talented writers comedy writers all in one room all together and all of them by themselves are like super talented and then you put them all together and like concentrate all that along with like uh james l brooks and sam simon like two like of the smartest guys in television history like they were so like all as we go through these episodes like you like you're like wow the ending really worked out and really saved like it made the episode a lot of ways and you're like oh that was james Brooks' idea like that entire ending was his idea it's always james Brooks. yeah he's really a ma- the mastermind he's 
Did you ever see the uh, serious jib jab with Conan O'Brien, his web series when he has all the original Simpsons writers on? I, I not no, I don't think so. I don't know how it wasn't more of an internet splash. It's on the Team Coco site somewhere. You should look it up. And it's like him and Mike Reese and the gang, and they just sit around and just they have like a just conversation about their days working in the Simpsons writers' room. And it's I need to, I'll, I'll need I don't know why it out. wasn't bigger. I think it was because. It was right when Conan came out, and he was doing a lot of web stuff that wasn't maybe I don't know, but it's one of my. Th- I wish I could rip the audio and just listen to it all the time because I loved it so much. <laughs> well, uh, well, that, we're at the hour, um, Robbie. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, where can people find you and your wonderful podcast on the old internets? Okay, um, let's see. Start the spiel. Uh, we're on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, you know, where you can generally, where you find podcasts, you can find us. We are simply The Simpsons Show. Make it as simple as possible. Uh, our website is thesimpsonshow.com, uh, Twitter, Simpsons Show Pod, Facebook.com slash The Simpsons Show Pod. Um, email us, simpsonsshowpod at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at MixmasterSerial, M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L, uh, if you want to hear me tweet about video games most of the time. Uh, and uh, uh, also would say, if you like comic books, check out my comic book podcast. It is Handsome Boys Comics Hour. But any of those things. Simpsons, we are middle season four. is the, the best time to pick it up because every episode is a winner. It, it It's really hard trying to rank these shows when every single one you're like, oh, that's I have like so many fond memories and there's so much classic things. Every single show. It's kind of crazy. Oh, that's like, Nate, do you have any plugs for yourself? Um, not really. <laughs> you're not a social media guy. You're, you're one of the few people who reads books and goes no, outside. I, I just uh, stay in my room and like glare. I like, uh, ease the the window shade down a little, to pull the window shade to the side a little bit with one finger and just much like when Bart Simpson broke his leg that summer when they had the pool. Exactly like that. <laughs> and and yeah, I just you know I shake my mummy fist at the sun every so often. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much, and uh, have a good rest of your night. And uh, I'll let you know before it goes up. Uh, I got I'll have to figure out when that will be because I got some ahead of you. But well, um, yeah, if you need anything too, just let us know. Yeah, uh, give me a heads up, and I will tweet out all the things and talk about it and everything. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, you guys have a good rest yeah, yeah. of your night. Have a good night, yeah, guys. Yeah, thank you.